Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joints. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant on the controls. Glad to have you guys with us here as we continue rolling on this Monday edition of Main Street Sports Today. Big news last week when <laughs> kind of came out of nowhere. Learned that Kumar Rocker would be pitching in a independent league ahead of the Major League Baseball draft. And we had a brief conversation about that and sparked a the idea to bring on Jim Callis of MLB.com. Actually, I believe Mo had had the idea beforehand, but it's okay. Uh, but now we have Jim Callis of MLB.com again on the show with us. Jim, how are you? I'm doing good, Chris, and uh, and and Maurice does deserve credit because we were. He called to see if we could talk about what might happen with Kumar, and I told him I was kind of surprised we hadn't heard anything yet. And then I think the next day the news came out, so we got to give Maurice all the credit for making that happen. It was it, Mo made made Kumar <laughs> sign an indie league contract. Way to go, Mo! Congrats. Well, we don't have to give Mo all the credit, but I do appreciate Jim kind of getting that chronology straight. So, yeah, um, because Jim had rolled out a first-round mock on Thursday, I believe, and there's not just Kumar that's local flavor in that mock draft, but um, also at that point, you know, there was no mention, no sign of Kumar Rocker, and I just think that's really a fascinating sidelight of this draft when it does take place. Um, and at the time, Jim and I had talked Thursday afternoon after the show. Again, obviously, Kumar hadn't done anything yet. He was kind of, um, I don't want to say persona non grata, but he was certainly um, laying low. Jim, what have you been able to find out over the last three days, I guess, since since you and I talked about that? Yeah, you know, and you know, I th everybody suspected all along when the news came out that he wasn't going to go back to Vanderbilt, that Kumar would pitch an independent ball at some point this year because it's it's a very controlled atmosphere. Obviously, he and you know his advisors at the Boris Corporation, you know, if they want him to pitch three innings on X day, they can do that. It's you know, you can kind of lay out the schedule, and the indie ball team's going to be glad to have you and. You know, he, I don't know if he's officially joined the team yet. He's not really going to pitch, I don't think, until toward the end of the month. And I think the plan is for him to make about a half dozen appearances between when he joins the Tri-City Valley Cats in the Frontier League and the draft, which is, you know, much later now. You know, they've moved it to the All-Star game the last two years. It won't be until July 17th. So there's time for him to, to go out and show what he can do. And, I mean, there's two things Kumar, you know, teams want to see out of Kumar. One how he looks on the mound because we we haven't seen him pitch since the College World Series last year. He was pitching on short rest his last two starts, and he looked a little bit gassed. He wasn't at his best in his, in his final game against Will Bednar in Mississippi State. And then two, you know, the, the question is, you know, what exactly is his medical health status? You know, he he agreed to a six million dollar deal with the Mets as the tenth overall pick in the draft. And the way that the, the system works in baseball, it's it's not really player friendly. You get drafted and then you take a physical after the draft with the team's doctor and nobody knows what the physical revealed, but it revealed enough for the Mets to just walk away. And, and they, they literally offered him in the end, guys, zero dollars. They, they did. 
They did not want him to sign. They wanted to get, you know, they got, he was a 10th pick last year. When he didn't sign, they got the 11th pick in this year's draft. And they, they didn't want him after they did the physical. They just wanted to get the pick back this year. That is incredible. <laughs> I mean, seriously, even with Kumar Rocker being who Kumar Rocker is and the pitcher that he's been throughout his career, I think I would have just taken the year. So apparently they think this is a long-term thing, and I I would be shocked if it is. Uh, looking forward to finding out what uh, what Kumar is able to do. Do you feel like he is a first-rounder in 2022? It all depends on what he shows when he gets back on the mound and what that, that medical result is. You know, there, I'm sure there will be some teams – yeah, the Mets saw something that 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 scared them, and they didn't. They just ran away, and they didn't want him anymore. And so, which makes you think it was more than say he needs Tommy John surgery. They think he's going to need Tommy John surgery, and he'll be back in a year. And we saw Walker Bueller come out of Vanderbilt with a bad elbow, and he needed Tommy John surgery, and, and now he's a star. So you, you, you know, and, and it's weird. You know, the, the whole weird thing about this guy's is nobody knows exactly what it was. It's not, you know, and to their credit, I mean, the Mets didn't really come out and say anything. Their owner kind of gloated about it after the fact, which was not a good look, but the Mets didn't say, Hey, it's the shoulder or it's this or it's that. So nobody knows exactly what we're dealing with. Only that the Mets thought it was serious enough long-term that they didn't want any part of signing him and they'd rather get the pick back. But yeah, I mean, this is a draft where, where almost all the best college pitchers have been hurt all the first round candidates it's crazy the the industry as a whole is a little nervous about taking high school pitchers in the first round so i mean and these are two very big ifs if kumar rocker gets back on the mound and pitches like he's capable of and if the medical situation does not scare teams like it did the mets last year then yeah i think he could go in the middle of the first round but we you know we haven't seen him pitch since last june and again you know at, at some point like, I don't know if he'll undergo a physical for teams before the draft. Teams, I, I guess, will get available the results of the physical from the Mets. You know, it, you know I don't know how they're going to handle the rest of it. But, um, you know, that that's the big question. And, and we just don't know the extent of, of what it is. You know, and I will say from my experience, you get teams have radically different interpretations of the same medical results. You might have one team where their doctors are very conservative and they're like, we want no part of this. We're worried. Don't sign the guy. Another team might say, hey, that's normal wear and tear. We like the guy. Um, and, you know, but like I said, I, I have no idea. Specific, I've heard so many different rumors about so many different parts of Kumar's arm. I have no idea what's true, what's not true. I guess only the Mets higher-ups really know. But but that, that's going to be the big thing. If he goes out and pitches well, but the medical is still concerning, you know, that that's going to affect him as well. Jim Callis of MLB.com with us here on Main Street Sports today. Jim, obviously you've been in this game a lot longer and at a lot higher level than I have, but what's worse than Tommy John surgery that just sends a team running the way the Mets did? Yeah, I mean, and again, I don't, I mean, this is just me guessing. I, I don't know. Right, sure. I mean, yeah, this is yeah, Tommy, Tommy John wouldn't scare you so much. I mean, there's a number of pitchers who are going to go in the first two rounds this year who had Tommy John and and, and people feel, you know, I think pretty good. The guys come back for Tommy John and the rehab makes them stronger and they're better than ever. You know, the, the, the success rate of Tommy John surgery is very, very good. I mean, you know, it could be, you know, it could be some kind of shoulder tear. Uh, you know, it could be, uh, yeah, I mean, it could be something. 
I, I'm just I have no knowledge. It could be Spitballing. maybe he has a degenerative condition in his back that they think is going to be a long term issue. I mean, I, you know, it, it could be just about anything. Um, you know, I, I, I would think if it were Tommy John that they probably would have been OK with it or at least made him a reduced offer, not zero dollars. But I, I have no idea. I have no I mean, but it, it obviously was something to where instead of trying to find a middle ground, like, OK, he's hurt. Let's let's you know find a discounted deal that makes sense for both teams, because honestly, if you could have found a middle ground, it would make sense rather than Kumar having to come back into next year's draft. And the Mets didn't want any part of it. So um, it, it's it's just bad. And then that's why it, it's so weird, because you can only guess and speculate. And that's why I was saying, even if he goes out and pitches well, you're still going to want to look at those medical results and determine, you know, your doctors going to determine, you know, whether they think it's a good a good risk or not. But like like I said, I mean, it might in the end not be something that other teams would consider that serious because, again, you get very divergent medical opinions on guys um, just depending from team to team. Another guy, speaking of pitchers who haven't pitched a whole lot, um, another guy that a lot of folks in this area are interested in is um, the guy that you've got at number 19 in your mock from last week, Blade Tidwell from Tennessee. Um, you've got him to the athletics at number 19, had some shoulder issues up earlier in the year. Um, but, man, he's been pretty much a rocket through through his collegiate career. And had he not been saddled with um, – you know, the COVID situation at the high school level as a senior coming out of Loretto, it was sounding like he may have gone out of high school. But what what are you hearing? What are you liking about him now that he's back throwing for UT? Yeah, he, he's a little tricky to evaluate, too, because he had the shoulder issues at the beginning of the year and missed the first six weeks. And they kind of eased him back into the SEC rotation. Tennessee, best team in the country, obviously off to a, a great start this year. You know, he, he really hasn't had like a, a dominant outing where he's gone out like, say, six innings, three hits, struck out ten. Uh, he's, he's got good stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's plus fastball. He can show you plus slider. You know, it's a good body. Um, I think if he finishes strong, he probably goes even higher than 19. Because like I said, I mean, this draft just does not have healthy college pitchers. There just aren't many of them. Um, but he also, at the same token, I, I think does need to perform better in SEC play down the stretch, or, or maybe he slides a little bit too. It's it's crazy how many pitchers there are, especially on the college side this year, who are potential first-round picks who have been sidelined for one reason or another this spring. And at least in, in Tidwell's case, he's he's healthy and able to pitch now. A lot of these guys aren't going to be able to pitch before the draft. And another UT player, obviously, you have in the first round Jordan Beck out of uh, Hazel Green, just south of the state line from where we are. And, uh, you know, Jordan Beck has been a catalyst for this great Tennessee team. And you have him currently, uh, I believe, at the number 24 spot to the Red Sox. Has he, is this because of something he has done this year? Or obviously he was selected in the 14th round out of high school. So he's just kind of increased his stock through college play. 
Yeah, he's one of the better, I think, all-around athletes on the college college side. And, you know, I think – I mean, he was better than a 14th round pick out of high school. He just wasn't going to be real signable. And the Red Sox actually took him out of high school too. I mean, he gets compared a lot to Hunter Renfro, who had some, you know, really intriguing physical tools. And then, um, you know, like he had, to, he had to learn how to kind of control the strike zone and make better swing decisions. And he did that as a junior and took off. And, and that's kind of what Beck has done too. Like I think he's – I mean, there's still some swing and miss concerns, but not as as much as there were coming into the year. So I think he, he's really helped himself. And you know, he might go higher than that. I mean, it'll be interesting because I know in that mock draft I had, I think I had six high school pitchers in the first round, which is a lot because the industry is generally wary of the risk with high school pitchers. So, you know, I, I think Beck, you know, I think he goes, he, he could go, you know, even as say 10 picks higher than that really when all is said and done and and I wound up leaving him out but but the other Tennessee outfield Drew Gilbert I think could fit in that kind of 20 to 35 range as well I think I think Drew Gilbert's going to go pretty good too Jim Callis of MOB.com with us here on Main Street Sports today and he's got a hard out and that's unfortunate because I could talk to Jim for hours but um Jim, we appreciate you taking some time with us. And your mock is going to disappoint a lot of Vanderbilt fans because you've got Drew Jones at number one to the Orioles. Yeah. He's not coming. To, he's not coming to Vanderbilt. <laughs> but, but they have a good recruiting class. They might get some pretty good pitchers. So they, they might have about three or four potential first rounders for down the line coming in this fall. So they'll but, be okay. Corbin Company will do okay. But Drew Jones won't be one of them. <laughs> Drew Jones is not coming to Vanderbilt. No. <laughs> Jim, thank you so much for taking some time with us. We appreciate it so much, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, anytime. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. That That is unfortunate because I was certainly looking forward to seeing him play. You're uh, not looking forward to seeing him play. You're looking forward to bum-rushing Andrew in the stands again like you did down in Mobile. Listen, I don't have to do that anymore. I did it one boys? time. You, you got a picture of this. All I need it. Andrew Jones cared what I had to say for 13 seconds. So that was enough for me. My life made. Come back with us. We'll talk about the Braves, who Andrew Jones was on the broadcast yesterday on Peacock. So, yeah, we'll talk about that and uh, the Padres series, unfortunately, and what to expect in this Brewer series. So stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint comes back after this.